I'm not just telling a story, but I want the listeners to understand that when you want to go after your dreams and your goals, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to move from your comfort your comfort zone. It's okay to move states, right? People say, I'm in California, I can't find deals. Move. You're not yeah. a tree. You don't have yeah. to be in one place, right? I'm speaking to you, Shannon, from a different part of the world, right? So you can, you can yeah. flex and you can move. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Estate Rundown. I am your host, Shannon Robnett. Today, we've got a friend of mine, Ola Dantis, who comes to us all the way from London uh, via Houston, Texas. So, Ola, thanks and welcome to the show. No, thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Thank you. So, Ola, you, you're, we can tell by your accent, you're from London. You, you're now living in Texas. But tell us a little bit about your story and how you came into the multifamily investing world and uh, how, how you went from London to Texas. Yeah, definitely. No, thank you so much. Yeah. So I, I you know, there's a, a whole story, you know, on that, but basically, um, you know, my, my wife had always wanted to move to the U S um, cause our father is actually American and she got a, a, a job in one of the most beautiful places in the world, you know, Orlando, Florida, Disney world. And I remember her calling me and say, you know, she was actually interning at the time, um, you know, in the U.S. and from the U.K. And she said, hey, you should come check it out. So obviously I, I jumped on the plane and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a window seat guy. So, you know, I was, I was just kind of looking down and seeing like, you know, suburbia America and how symmetrical the houses are, and beautiful, the greenery and just, you know, from the sky. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is um, this is a very nice place. Um, nobody told me about this place called America. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, London, obviously, as everybody knows, you know, Orlando, Florida is beautiful. Florida is beautiful. And I was like, wow, this is nice, you know, but cut the long story short there. Um, two years later, we, we moved to America, my wife and I. And, you know, shortly thereafter, really plugged into the, you know, American dream, right? Um, you know, so there was nothing wrong with that. I just kind of realized after, a little bit after doing that, it was kind of the same thing, you know, um, going to work, um, coming back home, doing it again. Go to work, drive home, traffic do it again. So I started to think, is that, is that it? Or is there, is there something more? So that's kind of how my journey started kind of that thinking of, is there more to life than this? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember I was uh, 22 years old and I had that conversation with my dad who was an entrepreneur himself. Uh, and I just asked him, I said, dad, is this what you do? And he says, oh, for the next 10 or 15, maybe 20 years, that's what you do. And then life really starts to happen. And I went, what? Wait a minute. I got to keep doing this for 20 years. But there's some truth to that. But mm -hmm. there's some of that that you have the control over. So what was the thing, Ola, that, that made you go, this is insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I'm going to change that. What what was that, that that you just said enough? Yeah. I mean, think about it, right? Um you know, as real estate entrepreneurs, right, we, we use a lot, we look a lot, a lot of data, we use a lot of charts, and you know, a lot of, you know, insights, right, actionable insights. So if you look at your life as a data point, which was in my case, I would wake up, brush my teeth, you know, take a shower, hopefully, um, go to work, right? <laughs> and I realized this pattern, right? And, and I knew if I continued doing that, 
my life would look the same for the next 20, 30 years. N nothing would change, right? Um, yeah, I might get a blip, which is a promotion here or there or whatever, but I kind of thought, well, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to die. So I thought, I, I think there's going to be more, right? <laughs> you know, um, this is fun, but not fun enough, right? Um, I mean, I don't know. This is kind of how I was made. I, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, you know. Um, I agree. Yeah, a friend of mine called me, though, um, you know, he's based in the UK, and he said, hey, I'm going to be in Dubai meeting some investors, but I really need your help um, to basically, you know, help my business. So when I got that call, I basically just, you know, did what every smart man does. I prayed about it. And I asked my wife, you know, this is way before, you know, COVID-19 and everybody using Zoom. And, and my wife was like, can you guys use Zoom, you know, FaceTime? Why do you have to go the way there? And I said to my wife, hey, you know, maybe if I learned something on this trip that could help our, our family. It was just me and my wife then um, living in this luxury apartment in, in, in Maryland at the time. Anyway, I was on my way. I was on the plane to Dubai, got to Dubai, obviously. Um, and then I was, you know, I was expecting all the glamour and glitz that comes with that part of the world. None of that. Just about three days in a hotel room, just kind of masterminding on my friend's business. Ironically, um, his business is property investing, as it's called in the UK, real estate investing, right? So I kind of helped him restructure his business, create a hog chart, give him, you know, some strategies and things like that. And kind of helped him out. But on my way back, I figured, hey, maybe I could, you know, do this in America, right? I mean, I've been thinking of, is this it for life? Maybe this could be something, you know, I could do on the side, you know. Um, so when I got back to the U.S., I went straight to my best friend. Google, um, you know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. very yeah. knowledgeable friend of yours. Yes. Right? You know, I said, yeah. Hey, my friend, um, what is this real estate business thing that I keep talking about? What is, what is going on here? So obviously, you know, I, I, I did that, um, learned a ton and then I stumbled upon a website called bigger pockets. Right. And I realized, Oh, wow, I could learn a ton from this website. And then I stumbled upon their podcast and I started listening yeah. to the podcast right from the very, you know, thought first podcast right and everybody kept mentioning this book called rich dad poor dad so i you know went to my second best friend amazon.com <laughs> you know pay attention if you listen to this podcast you can hear the sound of my voice right and i bought right. the book right and the only way shannon i can describe after reading that book was my brain got a uppercut of like oh my goodness Whoever this guy is, he stole my idea. Even though he wrote the book in 1992, this is exactly what I've been trying to say. <laughs> right. And right. this guy said it, you know, eloquently, right? Um, and then three months after that, we bought our first dupe, uh, building, it was a duplex in, in a class A area of, of, of Baltimore, um, Maryland. So that's kind of how um, it started. Um, but I want to kind of add a little bit more to that. And, you know, I'm sure you have some questions for me, but... You know, we bought this duplex, my wife and I, we left our, you know, the comfort of our, you know, luxury um, apartment where we never have to care about property taxes. We never had to worry about when, what day the trash gets taken. We didn't have to worry about any of that, right? Um, but basically, we had to move to this building, right, where we have to worry about property taxes. We were now, you know, property owners, right, I had to worry about when the trash is taken. I never could find parking. So we left this comfort to become uncomfortable. It's almost like, why would you do that? But my wife and I, we were at home on a fateful night, you know, doing what lovers do. 
um, cooking at night. And yeah. we got talking and, you know, I told her, I was like, hey, you know, since we bought this property, I now have a lot of money in my account every month. I just keep having money because I get paid and, you know, the tenants are paying most of the mortgage. I was like, if we could do this five times, we wouldn't have to go to any job, right? You know, right. we wouldn't have to work right. anymore. And, you know, shortly thereafter, we started dwelling.com, which is the logo. If you're watching this on YouTube, the logo right. behind, you can see. And, you know, we started buying larger apartment, you know, buildings. And, you know, shortly thereafter, we moved from Maryland to Houston because Houston is considered, well, Texas is considered the multifamily capital of the world, you know, so we kind of moved here, maybe Florida as well. But you know, we it's starting to sound like you bought into the Texas idea that I Texas have. is the best at everything, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of mentioning all of these things because not just, I'm not just telling a story, but I want the listeners to understand that when you want to go after your dreams and your goals, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to move from your, comf right. your comfort zone. It's okay to move states, right? People say, I'm in California, I can't find deals. Move. You're not yeah. a tree. You don't have yeah. to be in one place, right? I'm speaking to you, Shannon, from a different part of the world, right? So you can, you can yeah. flex and you can move. You know, and it's funny because I've been doing Zoom calls now for about two and a half years because as, as you and I know, I, I told you, I... My tax residence is Puerto Rico. So I was doing Zoom calls. So I can relate to your wife saying, well, why can't you just do a Zoom call? Why, why can't you go? You know, why do you have to go there? But then again, I travel everywhere. And and it's so funny because people say that to me all the time. Just like you said, you're not a tree. You know, why do you have to stay there? Why do you have to? Why do you have to keep going to that job? Why do you have to keep looking into your neighborhood for a deal when you haven't seen a deal in your neighborhood for 10 years? You know? People, people like, it's almost like sometimes people like the misery of not being able to do what's so freeing and uncomfortable, you know? It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's funny because my wife and I have been uncomfortable most of our lives, mm -hmm. right? Because we're constantly growing, right? right? And, and I hear that with your story where, you know, if you've done all these things in, in six years, you know, uh, th then you've been very active in what you're doing and you're constantly stretching. And mm -hmm. if you get a goal of a duplex, then you're thinking of a, of, of a larger building. And if you go, if, if you get the larger building, you get a 24 unit or a 30 unit or a hundred unit, then the next goal is 200. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're constantly stretching, mm -hmm. but in that uncomfortable spot is where you're really growing to become the person that can handle the next step, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So Ola, when you're I mean, what does that mean for you when you get uncomfortable? Yeah, I mean, this is such a good question, right? You know, um, there's, there's a few things going on, right? Um, a few things. I don't, you know, for folks listening, maybe you're on the gym or you're driving to work or whatever, and you're like, well, you know, well, I can't do the same thing this other guy is doing, you know, because, you know, I've always been from Idaho, you know, I'm, I'm, all, I'm a New York <laughs> City boy, you know, or whatever it is, there's always something, right? But you have to understand that your goal should be bigger than anything else. Your goal for yourself, for your family, for your future, your future self waiting for you 20 years from today. So yep. nothing should come before that, right? Um, right? So that's number one, right? And number two, you have to face your fears. 
right? And fear stems from uncertainty. So for those paying attention, fear stems from uncertainty. So now you might go, well, yeah, all of your Spot on, bingo. Yeah, I don't want to just move to wherever in America. We, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm uncertain. So now start to paint a certain picture in your mind, right? Start that process, right? If it's I want to move to a different state, take your family for a weekend in that state. Get an Airbnb, yeah. right? Right? Understand? Maybe you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> right you right. don't know but right. you have to you have to show up right part of success is showing up i'm painting a certain picture in your mind now that's a physical thing you can do right to immerse yourself in that new reality but of course you got to do some back end work me and you Shannon we're talking right you have to do the back end work which is the ones nobody sees right you know i wake up at 4:50 every morning i meditate I, I try to go for my run or walk i read you know do all that back that kind of background work right read the books get a mentor get the course like do all that stuff but then you have to go out there you have to actually operationalize all the back-end work all the theoretical stuff you have to you have to put it into reality so there's a lot of little steps and if you get a good mentor you have someone that can coach you this those are the things they're going to tell you right listen to podcasts like shannon's things like that so you can hear other people's stories and your the road ahead doesn't look as uncertain or as scary as you think it is america well, is know, the best country on the planet i say that to people and they get a strong reaction like oh my goodness no what do you mean what i've lived yeah. on on three different continents and this is one of the best well this is the best actually you know, and the reality is we have the opportunity to fail, you know, and, and so many people look at it that failure is so horrible, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at a toddler, you know, when they're st starting to learn to walk, everybody's encouraging them to fall down. Everybody's yeah. encouraging them. Oh, look, he took three steps and fell over. She she yeah. went five steps and fell over. And it's yeah. why when we get older, everybody goes, oh, no, you can't fail. But it's the failures that have catapulted me to the next mm -hmm. level in everything that I've done because I've been able to look at that sitting there uh, covered in dirt, mm -hmm. looking at what went wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, the rocket blew up in my face and I'm looking <laughs> at it going – I am that much closer to figuring out how to make this light bulb work, right? Absolutely. And, and yet what you're saying is exactly that because so many people, they get the education. They're smarter than you were when you bought your duplex. Mm -hmm. They're smarter than you are now, but they haven't mm -hmm. bought anything because they have the analysis paralysis, paralysis. because they're so afraid, <laughs> so afraid of doing something where the action is what takes those things from your mind and makes them the steps like a baby to pretty soon. Now you're walking, now you're running, now you're able to do all these things. And if everybody listening to this thinks they have to be perfect in order to do this, I can tell you that that action, like Ola, just getting out there and getting that first duplex and then getting that reality of, you know what, I got to pay the trash bill. You know, mm -hmm. I got to pay the water bill. I've got to mm -hmm. take care of my tenants. And then realizing that taking care of two it's kind of like taking care of 20, kind of like taking care of 100 mm -hmm. and being able to grow that into a business that is is nurturing and taking care of everything that you need. So that's that's a really important point that a lot of people miss is they get that they're listening to us. And that's great. That's part of the part of the education. You want to be listening. But after you're listening, you want to be actioning. 
You want to be taking the steps. And so, Ola, as you went along your journey and you saw the steps that some were taking, what were what was a difficult step for you to take and, and how did you how did you position your mind to to allow you to get over that? I mean, what was a big leap that you had to take that was just this fear that you talked about, this uncertainty, and how did you get your head around that and get past it? Oh man, there's so many things. My head is, my brain is firing. I think the, <laughs> I think the first one is, you know, so we, we did this little tiny duplex and we're like, oh my goodness, we could do this bigger, right? So bigger means that you need to go buy an apartment building or, or buy something bigger, even if it's not, you know, a hundred units could be like a 20 unit, right? And in my mind, I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. So I need to go to, you know, somebody else that, know, that knows how to, right? But that somebody else required me to, to pay, right, to get their time. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to drop, you know, X grand down to pay this mentor, right? And that, that was a, a really tough thing for me to do then, right? Um, but I realized that I wasn't paying anybody anything, <laughs> I was investing in myself, right? It's not like I know, it's not like, it's like going to, you know, university to be a doctor, right? You, you it's not like you're paying anybody, you're, you're, you're investing that money in yourself. So I think that kind of radical mindset kind of helped me a lot to really think of, oh, wow, hold on. If I need to go to this next level, it's a rite of passage, right? I can't just magically wake up and start buying apartments, right? So yeah. For me, that was a really that was that was a very pivotal point in my in my career. But I kind of want to jump on that again and just kind of talk a little bit about what you mentioned about failure. So you know, I was doing pretty well, and then I and then I met a partner that said, "Hey, Ola, um, let's go start flip some houses down the street and make fifty grand." I was like, "Uh oh." This sounds really good, you know. <laughs> I've proven this concept of of multifamily buying a small duplex. It worked really well. And then I met this partner. I got the shiny object syndrome. So I left, you know, I had to, right? Because in life, there's a price to pay. And I always add a little appendix to that. And that you always have to pay the full price. <laughs> you know, right. There's never right. a discount. In life, you have to pay that full price. Yeah. So basically, I so I went, I started flipping. I flipped a few houses. But that took me away from buying more buildings. Like, because I was, I was trying to be a perfectionist. I was there every day dealing with the contractors. The first three letters of that word is the important part. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was just really difficult. So I spent about two years doing this, flipping houses. But then when I went back to my multifamily syndication part, all my peers, They've been buying a hundred unit building and 50 unit and, you know, so you've got to be careful with that too. And the reason I'm bringing this up is also like understanding focus, right? Right now, you know, we've got a deal on the contract here in, here in Houston today, as I'm speaking to you, right? But I, I keep my focus, right? Because I don't want to, okay, now I'm, I'm buying an apartment then I want to do land and then I want to flip and then I want to do, also, it's just going to be too much. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you have to keep that focus. We all have 24 hours in the day, eight of which we should sleep and the others, we need to just stay focused and not be all over the place. Right. And, you know, that's so true. And we look at, we look at those that are successful in the business uh, ahead of us or people like Elon Musk who have multiple companies and we don't look at the journey that got there, right? We don't look at the business that was built that that allowed Jeff Bezos to turn over 
one part of the business and go start another business. You know, we don't look at what what these people have in place. And, and the reality is so true that if you're not investing in yourself and you're not being single minded in your focus, you can become a jack of all trades and a master of none. Right. You can do all of these things halfway and, and you can make half the money of everybody else and have twice the failure of everybody else because you're always relearning how to do this one thing. Right. And yet it's so important that you invest in yourself first so that you can give back to your community, give back to your business, give back to your family, because if you're not if, if you're trying to figure out all this yourself, you're not taking advantage of all the things that are around you, right? I mean, there's all these great mentors. There's all these all this information out there. Just like you said, your best friend is Google. You can get a lot of this information, but you at least have to devour it. You have to yeah. ingest it. And then from there, you can decide. Because I know a guy who does uh, a massive volume of business of flipping houses. Mm-hmm. But that's all he does, right? Yeah. That's his focus. And, and, and he's he's happy with that. You know, mm-hmm. I talked to him about multifamily. He looks at me like I have three eyes, you know. <laughs> and when he talks to me about flipping, I get tired. That's a lot of work, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but it, but you're, you're correct, you know, to be your specialist and to, to be really good at the one thing and to continue to perfect that, you know, that's that's why you wind up with the Joe Fairlesses of the world mm-hmm. and and you know, uh, the Rod Khalifs, these guys, they do one thing. They mm-hmm. do one thing incredibly well again and Joe, again and Joe, again. Joe Fairless is my, is my mentor. So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll keep that in. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you, when you see what they do, they make it look so simple mm-hmm. because they've done it 150 times. Mm-hmm. And they just keep repeating and refining the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And they get to the point where... You know, they, they're so good at it. It's like watching a professional tennis player. You know, mm. they don't run around. You know, if you and I go to play tennis, we're going to be running all over the court. You know, mm-hmm. all this motion and, mm-hmm. and, and all of this activity where they're just going to be, you know, from here to here and mm-hmm. make it look so easy. Yep. Because they're so practiced at their moment, at their mm-hmm. movements, you know. Mm-hmm. So wh- what, what would you say? to the new person that's that's sitting and looking at it and they go oh but Ola you don't understand uh, oh when, I do when I do when I do this and and you know I had this tax thing and then I had this bankruptcy thing and I had I had all these things happen and Ola you don't understand my life is so much more difficult than yours was I didn't have that really really you know James Bond accent I had just this Idaho accent I don't <laughs> I don't, I can't talk to people like you do. How am I supposed to overcome that? What do you say to people that, that come up with all these reasons why they can't? <laughs> Look, this is what I'm going to say. First and foremost, um, wherever you think you're at, um, I've been there, right? I've, I've been there, right? Um, and, as, and as you said, you know, there's always, there's always an excuse, right? It kind of, it kind of ranges. But at the end of the day, you just have to figure out what those weaknesses are, right? And then use them to your benefit, right? Um, And then you have to figure out what your strengths are and really double down on your strengths, right? For instance, you might say, well, I don't know how to speak to, 
I'm not speak. I don't have to speak to people, right? That's fine. What do you know how to do? Well, I'm very good at numbers, right? I'm very good at researching, right? So maybe you start, you know, really small and maybe look look at wholesaling, right? And you know, look at how you can underwrite some, you know, some deals and then find someone who's good in sales and send them out and partner with them. And they can go do the talking. You have to figure out what you're good at and what you're not good at, right? Remember my story of flipping? I'm just horrible at flipping. I don't have the temperament. I don't have the patience. I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, you can't paint like that. And the painter is like, the painter is like, I've been doing this for 10 years. You can't tell me how to paint. I'm like, yeah, but it's crooked. And the painter is looking at which part? And I'm like, what? Why? Is something wrong with my eyes? You know, so you have to know your, you have to know thyself, right? And at the end of the day, you have to have an overarching why that is yeah. very crucial if there isn't a big reason why you want to be a successful human being and there's nothing wrong with just coming to this part which is the planet and just living your life through you know 70 80 90 years old and just you know go to the next journey but if you've made a decision to make something of your life you got to be ready to pay the price you got to be ready to understand that, you know, nothing in life comes without a price. And I always say, there's always a price to pay and there are no discounts. You're always going to pay the full price. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because a friend of mine, Sam Martin, said in one of my very first podcasts, he said that, that you always have to show up with in, into real estate with some part of the deal. Mm. Either you got the time you got the money, you've got the expertise, you've got the you've got the line on the deal, you've got to have something. And you know, to your point that just says you've got to be, you've got to find out what you're good at. And you know, it's funny, Ola, because we've all worked with the guy or the gal that thinks they're really good at this one thing, right? And they're they're not really good at it. They're at not all. good at it, yeah. Like, and everybody <laughs> else is knows apart from them. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody, it's like, you know, uh, King Julian in Madagascar. I'm really good at whistling, right? <laughs> but you're not. You're terrible. You know, you're not good at this. You, you, And you have to be aware of that. And you have to bring what you have. But there is, I have yet to meet anyone that doesn't have something that can be very, very valuable in real estate, yes. right? Yes. I mean, somebody that's super organized is great mm -hmm. at due diligence, right? Because you can go through the checklist and you can make the checklist. And I'm not the checklist guy, right? Mm -hmm. I can do my due diligence, but nobody knows what I did, right? <laughs> because it's kind of over there in a pile, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not organized. It's not shareable. It's not all these things. But, you know, I, I know that there's a guy that can do, that, that does that in my organization, and that's Chris, and he puts things together, you know? And, 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 all of these different things. But if, if you sit here and come up with reasons why, you know, I can't speak with people, sure. But, you know, like you said, like Sam said, grab part of the deal that you're good at, latch on to somebody else and, and go there so that you can bring that value because in each person, there is so much value. Oh, man. And, yeah. You know, we, I think we as human beings are so underutilized by ourselves you know mm -hmm. we 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 fear more about what other people think or what we might fail at or what might not get done uh you know that that we we don't allow ourselves to to really unleash the power that's inside yes us, yes know? and the yes. the determination that we have you know well i 
I'm going to ask you honestly, if, if I came to you 36 months ago and I said, Ola, this is where your life is going to be in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. What would you have said to me? I would be like, you're crazy. Like, well, what are, yeah. you, what are you smoking? I mean, either give it to me, let's share it, or, you know, you need to talk I to your dealer. Spelling, <laughs> I could be spelling what I'm smoking, right? I mean, that, that would make me a lot more money. But, but it, and I'm the same way. But it has more to do with the fact that once you, once you buy the duplex and you see how mm. that can be done, and mm. then you really start to apply the gas to it and really start mm. to push forward in what you yes. know you can do and you're succeeding at step two and three and four and five, then you're able to really blow up this vision mm. Mm. and really mm. create the kind of lifestyle that you want, which Ola, you, I mean, let's be honest, you've, you've done that. You've just this year, you've bought what, two apartment? Well, we're about, we're, we're about to buy one in a pandemic. We're about to buy one. We've got yes. one right now on the contract and we're pushing that, you know. But I, I've, I've got to say, though, Shannon, you know, I, you know, so there, there, there are a few traits to being successful, right? And I, number one is self-discipline. Self, self is, the very, is the very the key adjective here. You, you, no one's going to come and motivate and discipline and, and instill discipline in you. You have to, you have to be by yourself, right? You know, the, the, that's all the work that you do when nobody's watching, right? I'm a millennial, right? And we all love Instagram. We like to, you know, show off all the stuff we're doing. That's our generation. So it's not about you taking a picture of the five-mile run that you've done. This is when you do that in the wee hours of, you know, the wee hours of the morning, that is self-discipline, right? And somebody might say, what has that got to do with closing the deal? It's the same thing. It's the same exact, you know, discipline, right? And then the second right. thing is just really just having, you know, that, that motivation to, to really succeed, right? And that also comes from having a, a good confidence in who you are. Right. right. You know, right now I call yeah. myself a beaver. Right. I, I'm a beaver, meaning I would nibble on an oak tree, a solid oak tree until I take it down with my yeah. two little teeth. Right. I'm, a, I'm not yeah. a goat. I'm a beaver. I just go at it. I just go at it. Yeah. And that same kind of mentality <laughs> is I don't care if you're an oak tree. I'm a tiny little beaver, but I will bite till you go yeah. down. I would yeah. win. It's just that kind of beast mentality that you become unstoppable. It's as simple as that. You know, I never, I never had a fear of beavers until <laughs> you just describe it that way. Now I'm, I'm kind of fearful that, that you know, you're gonna, you're gonna bite me until I give, up, I give up. But you know, it, it's so true because if you really look at it and you look at the size of the bite, right? I mean, if a beaver looked at it and said, "So what you're saying is I have to bite this thing." like 25,000 times. Yeah. How many times would we as humans go, I'm going to do this 25,000 times before this thing falls down. And yeah. then as soon as this one falls down, I'm going to go over there and make that one and fall do it down. Again. And I'm gonna yeah. Make this. yeah. I mean, I'm going to spend my whole life biting things, you yeah. know? You're like, you're not going to stop me. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that tenacity, you know, that's so true with the tenacity. And you look at, you know, what makes this, the people successful? And everybody mm -hmm. looks at it and says, man, Ola, you know, you've been able to achieve so much, but it's been that tenacity. It's, it's that, you know, continuing to repeat the process and continuing mm -hmm. to stay after it and continuing to refresh your mind with more wisdom and, and, and more mentorship and, you know, all of those kinds of things that, that really have brought you to a point. It's, you know, I was, I was saying this to my brother who is a uh, home builder, and uh, 
he he's a perfectionist and the guy builds an amazing house not just because he's my brother but you know it's funny because he's gotten to the point where he's so successful at what he does he doesn't bid the houses for you he interviews you and decides if he's going to be able to work well with you as a client and make your dream work with what he does. Wow. Right? Wow. And I told him, I said, man, and he's working with, he's working with some world renowned people. And it's amazing because I said, you know, Mike, it only took you uh, 20 years to become an overnight success. You know, it yeah. only took 20 years of hidden yeah. work of nobody yeah. seeing all the yeah. grinding and the yeah. shuffling and the, and the, and being the out sacrifices. There. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to where you were down to your last nickel again and again and again, and you kept going. And, you know, Ola, you're saying the same thing, that it's that deep work that you're mm -hmm. doing when nobody's watching, mm -hmm. when you're not. This is not Instagram famous. When this you're is none of out, that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to have to look at your Instagram. I don't know if you posted pictures of you reading a book, you know, <laughs> of, of, of you studying. It has a, you know? <laughs> a few. You should check it out. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to scroll through there, see if there's one of that. But it's that stuff. It's the work that really has to happen because we've all seen the people that have been able to get the growth mm -hmm. and there's not the substance to sustain it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and they, they get the program and then boom, it just it doesn't work. Right. Yes. Because yes. they are not of the caliber to handle what's going on in the next steps and put the teams together and mm -hmm. scale the production of what they're trying to do. So we've kind of discussed all of the 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 things that go into being the success. Mm -hmm. But tell me, Ola, what now that you've achieved some success and you're continuing to to grow your business and you and you figured out the algorithm, if you will, and you've got a successful plan. What does that finally mean for you? Does that mean you can stop? Does that mean you can slow down? Does that mean you can delegate more? What does that mean to you? And what does that mean? Yeah, I'm definitely not going to be stopping anytime soon. Um, <laughs> definitely not going to be stopping anytime soon. I think for us, um, you know, one of the premise of moving um, from Maryland to, yeah, to Houston is really to, to you know, to put a a flag down, a dwelling flag um, to actually really scale our business and, and go vertical, um, you know, vertically integrate the business, meaning we you know we'll do things like development, investment, and also property management. Um, so really for us, it's really growing a business and, you know, providing jobs and, and providing, you know, beautiful communities for, you know, for our residents, right? And providing great returns for our investors, pretty much simple as that. Um, so for us, yeah, we're definitely, definitely going to be busy, uh, you know, this few years, just really scaling up and building our, our you know, our, our, you know, our portfolio, right? So for me, you know, what I, I, I joke with my wife is, you know, the story of my life is all I makes all this money, all I gives away all the money, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, the, you know, the, the whole idea, I mean, the, I mean, you know, billionaires like Bill Gates are doing the same thing. So, you know, a little, little person like me, I, I don't see any reason why we should take that philosophy. So it's really just helping, um, really helping others. Um, that's really huge for me. Um, and that's kind of um, the future and really exciting. And of course, it's, a, it's been a, an amazing journey and, and it's still a lot going on. You know, and, and you touched on a thing here and, and I, I saw this in, in your bio, but you're actually giving away houses. We're trying to, yes. We, we haven't started. It's a dream, right? But basically, yeah. So the One House Pledge is essentially um, a dream of us giving a house to a family get free, right? And want to do that either every year. Um, and, you know, we're working on that, you know, constantly, right? Um, and just 
really finding because on the Maslow hierarchy of needs and um, for any psychologist out there, um, shelter is just kind of like the, one of the basics needs of a human being, right? And if you can give a house to a family or a single mother and, you know, mortgage free, they don't have to worry about paying the mortgage. I mean, I think that will radically change their lives and their family's lives, right? From them for generations to come. So that's really, you know, kind of a, a, a really soft, um, you know, it sits in a really good part of our hearts and we're trying to do that. And of course, it's no, it's no easy feat, but we're trying to do that. We're striving for that. It's no small task, but that just yeah. shows how, how you really truly believe in giving back. You know, a lot of people talk about giving back. It's easy right. to talk about giving back. Right. You know, it's not the right. same as tipping your wait staff. Giving back yeah. and giving away a free house are a little bit more than tipping your wait staff. Yes. So my hat's off to you for, for seeing that and seeing the need in your community and being able to reach out and to address that. Right. So, guys, I hope you all got something from our guest today. Ola Dentist, who has really dropped some serious knowledge on us as, as far as mindset, as far as, you know, how he overcomes the fear that's in his life. But just like everybody, he's got that fear. So, Ola, tell us before you get out of here, where can we find you? What have you got going on? And, and where can we keep up with all the progress that you and your wife are doing? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, invest with Ola, you can see right, right here, actually, um, it's, it's, you know, invest with Ola.com or, you know, and that will kind of just take you to our website, which is dwelling.com, D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N.com. Or you could just, like I said, follow that link. Of course, you know, I'm pretty much ubiquitous online. If you just Google my name, Ola Dances, I'm everywhere. If you're on LinkedIn, I'm there. If you're on Snapchat, you'll find me. If you're on Instagram, that's my main one. So reach out, Facebook, whatever. Um, you know, awesome. just tell me you, you heard me on the Shannon um, Shannon show. Definitely want to talk awesome. Well, thank you, Ola, for swinging by the Real Estate Rundown. Guys, that's going to wrap up our episode today. Uh, but be sure to check him out with investwithola.com or find him on Instagram. Let him know where you heard him. And thanks again for stopping by.